The PM Growth Experts podcast show is hosted by Darren Hunter and Dennis Youssef from Inspired Growth Training, who work with PM Growth Experts from around the globe. If you're signing up 20 to 30 managements a month, that's great. If not, speak with us. everyone it is Darren Hunter here and I have Dennis Youssef and our guest today Madeline Smith who is a BDM all the way from Rain and Horn based on the Central Coast and uh, today of course the PM Growth Expert show this is our video podcast we do have an audio version which you can download from Spotify or from iTunes podcast or Podbean just subscribe there you can get that information. But before we launch and get things started, I just want to say a big shout out to a new exclusive partner with us, with IGT uh, Inspection Manager. Um, Dennis, we had a really good time with um, Alan um, in a Zoom recently, having a look at your yep. new remote in, uh, routine inspection app, which allows uh, property managers in an office to liaise with the tenant. The tenant can take photos and drop them into the app. So in some ways, the, the property manager can actually like can do a, a routine inspection from a desk. I never thought that was possible. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was great. I thought, you know, the way technology is coming these days, COVID, no COVID, whatever you want to call a pandemic that's coming, uh, this system's here to stay. Yep. You know, um, Madeline um, was saying that they're, they're doing um, the video stuff at routines and that stuff's yeah, going to stay. Yeah, oh, it, it, it is here to say to stay, and I also love what um, they're doing as well. Darren is the um, the electronic signatures that's becoming part yep. of their um, process as well. Yep. So it, you know they've certainly created a um, a product that's adapting to technology and society being mixed together, but as well as streamlining things really well. And um, you know, we had a discussion with Madeline earlier, and she was saying back in the day when she was a property manager, mm -hmm. um, we, the we, support, yeah. the support that they've got. It, 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 it's, it's not the first time I've heard what you were saying. You're at a house at six o'clock, and what was happening, Madeline? Oh, like if I was doing an outgoing, and even little glitches were happening in the system. I remember I had James from Inspection Manager on speed dial, like yeah. And he would stay on the phone to me until it was resolved, sorted. I finished making going. I was happy. He'd be like, are you in your car? Are you going home? Are you done? That's um, perfect. Their support, second to none across a lot of different platforms that we use. Yeah. And I've got to say, Darren, it's not the first time I've heard that. So, you no, know, that's it's, good. Good. it's good. It's not about having a, yeah, it's not about selling a product and being over salesy. Yeah. They've actually, yeah. they deliver yeah. at the back end. Of so the you can have a great product. And if you can't support your clients or your customers when something goes wrong with it or they don't know what they're doing with it properly or the training's not implemented, well, well then what's the point? Mm. Sorry. And, and that's a stressful moment that you were in. And no doubt if that didn't work, you would have went back to your office and you would have said, Oh, I would have gone home and had a wine. They let's have move, let's move on, guys. Let's move on. And um, if you are interested in Inspection Manager, just go to inspectionmanager.com um, and ask for a demonstration. Have a look and see the system for yourself. I'm sure, the guys will be at it, be very happy to show you. And that's over Australia, New Zealand, and also if you're in the United States, try them out. All right, uh, UK. Let, and let, the UK. And the UK. Yep, yep, let's move on. Now, before I hand over the reins to you, Dennis, um, you recall it was about 
maybe September last year. So about nine months ago, I, you and I were in Vegas. February. February. February, February last year. Was February, March. And I was walking was down the street at about 10 at night. It was actually when we, that's right, we were doing our one day um, uh, a Grow More Doors one day yep. session in Vegas. That's right. We were there for that. And I remember walking down the Vegas Strip on my own, 10 at night, lots of crowds of people everywhere. And suddenly it's Darren. And there is Madeline running the other way, having recognized me out of these thousands and thousands of people on the I other like side of the planet. <laughs> it was amazing. Like, it was like, oh. <laughs> you know, but the thing is, Dennis, you know, it was like, it wasn't, hey, going down, where's Dennis? Where's Dennis? <laughs> so, well, uh, and, and Madeline and I met in 2014 and um, we formed a good friendship from uh, day one connect. And uh, no doubt, I would hope that she was asking, where's Dennis? Where's Dennis? You know, and it was really funny because um, I got the text messages from you guys. I said, I think you sent me a photo and I had all these property managers sitting at the casino. We're at the Mirage. And I said, guys, you think you've got good property managers in BDM. You're about to meet one of the best, you know. And um, they were, yeah, we had a quick discussion and um, that was that was actually our last night. So it was good to actually was, introduce yeah, them. Was, no, I just got off the plane because my yeah. best friend, I just arrived. No, we'd driven from LA. But I just, yeah. we just walked out of the hotel. Yeah. Now, let me add to that. So back in 2014, when Madeline and I first met, it was actually at a conference that I was um, presenting at. And Remember the first thing you said to me after <laughs> Hi, how are you? Why aren't you a BDM? <laughs> I recognise time for context. Yeah, I, I did. I did um, recognise it straight away um, that you should have been a, a BDM. And I remember I was probing and asking you all these questions, and you started to tear up. And um, it's okay. We'll get you all embarrassed. Um, you know, because and I think it was you know you had a passion for the industry, but I was actually saying actually you're in the wrong position. You should be over here, right? And um, yeah, and then I remember a few months later when you rang me up and you said, guess what? And um, I, I was so happy. And your results have been proven, you know, so um, congratulations. Can I, can I just say that in the last 12 months, and congratulations, Madeline, you, you did a, sign up 150 properties or it depends on where you are, doors. Um, I do 150. Well done. That's awesome. That's that's really, really, really good. And, um, you know, your energy, your knowledge for the industry, um, you are infectious. People meet you, they know they're in a room with you, right? And when you're dealing with a potential owner and they catch that and they see that you are knowledgeable and you've got a zest for life, um, that's a natural trust that you can't train and you've naturally got that. So well done for having it. You know, um, it, it's really, you, you can train trust, but that natural ability is just um, something that you can't carry. So, and you do carry that. And um, Well, I know my conversion rate significantly higher when I can actually get in front of the client. Uh, well done. Yeah, that's awesome. So why did you join real estate? What, what got you into real estate in the first place? Uh, why did I join real estate? Because I didn't want to be a checkout chick anymore, literally. I had a client or a customer worked at Coles, I used to serve him every week when he did his groceries and then that was my first boss. He just walked in one day and said, I was on my lunch, on my tea break, but um, he just came in and left his business card and said, oh, you know, tell her to give me a ring. Um, so then I just did reception, property officer, 
manager from there. So it was in. something I always strive to do, but I had finished school and I didn't I didn't want to go to I didn't want to finish school and go to uni and study just for the sake of it. Yeah. So, as, yeah well, as a lot of people kind of do. There's nothing to be sorry about. The three directors of um, Inspired Growth Training, one was expelled from school, one was a, uh, and two were um, university dropouts. So uh, we didn't want to study either. So it's, um, it's just one of those things. If you've got a zest and a passion for something that you are going to succeed at it. You know, you certainly did. So tell us about your office. Tell us about your, your, the company that you're working for and Sorry, your I'm area. With Rain and Horn, we're about an hour, an hour and a half, depending on how close you want to be to the beach, north of Sydney, um, New South Wales. My BDM role is probably a little, a little bit different to most, where I don't just have to focus on the residential rent role. Um, we also have a commercial division as well as holiday management. So um, I get to have a few more, a bit of a more for a varied conversation with clients about what they need, but it's really good because it means they might just come to us for one residential investment property, but they might also have factories or commercial spaces. Um, they might also, a lot of people have holiday homes up here um, that they use themselves from time to time up from Sydney or what have you, um, but obviously they need the guest bookings throughout the year as well. So kind of a one-stop shop, I suppose. And that's, the, it, that's, I guess that's no doubt handy during your presentations or when you're speaking to people as part of your spiel to let yeah, them know absolutely. that, you know, you have specialty areas within. Uh, and the I suppose office. the idea is, you know, for me as BDM, that I, you know, I welcome them to the business on whatever one of those levels it might be. Um, yep. But then I can also manage those relationships between different departments if they need additional services. So okay. good, and it's a good point of difference as well because a lot of our competitors, you know, they'll do holidays, but they won't do permanent rentals. They'll do commercial, but they won't do residential. So. Okay, that's awesome. So what year did you join real estate? 2009. 2009, okay. So, um, wow, I've actually found someone. I've been in real estate longer. That's a rarity. <laughs> I started in 2008, so I've only just beat you, right? I finished high school in 2008. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So I've worked out your age um, <laughs> and you don't know mine uh, unless Facebook tells you. Um, you know, if going into the office, you know, you remember that first day when you were walking in, no doubt you had nerves or excited nerves to doing something different, becoming an office um, you know, rather than well, rather than working in um, Coles, you know, right. that okay. first day going in, you know, if you were to be tapped on the shoulder and it was Madeline Smith tapping you on the shoulder, what advice would you give yourself when you're first about to first walk in? What's that advice? I've that question a number of different ways because that first day I was just a receptionist and I, at that point, didn't know I wanted to make a career of real estate, but probably more relevant for anyone watching this when I first stepped into the BDM role. Yep. Um, and I think the most important thing would be to really understand and treasure the relationships you've already got um, and work on those because they're gold. And then just you follow up, um, follow up, follow through um, and know how important that is. Yeah. Um, you have a lot of conversations with people that you don't think anything of at the time, at the time. Um, but if you just 
you know, pick up the phone again three months later, six months later and continue that. Um, obviously now I've been doing it for a while. Um, they just naturally come back to you. You've yeah. got to maintain that relationship. It's certainly about connecting with those clients. You know, whether you're talking about sport, babies, cars, whatever, it's having that connection and building those relationships is really important. Now, congratulations. You're one of um, quite a few people that I know that have started as reception and worked their way up into um, a BDM position. And tomorrow you were sharing what's happening tomorrow for you. Oh, I am taking on a role to oversee the department. So reception, working your way up through the ranks. Congratulations. We're doing some restructuring and, we're, yeah, I'm just going to oversee the department for a little while and make sure it goes the way we want it to go and make sure we can, you know, keep serving our clients and... Well, people have obviously, your bosses obviously saw something in you, you know. I know some, uh, Laura Leveson is one of the most successful. Um, we all do, right? We all know her really well and she started in reception. Simone Curley is another amazing person that we know and, again, somebody started on reception. You know, we don't give enough credit to the receptionist, whether it's an well, island. There's a long way and I think, you know, you can really understand how everyone works together if you've done it. Yeah. It's different, you know, to a certain degree in every office, but it helps you manage it better and more effectively when you actually know what that role is like on a day-to-day basis in practice rather than just in theory. Yeah. Okay. So if you were to start from scratch, if you were to go out and start your own business on your own, what do you think would be the three key things that you would be working on in building those relationships uh, and growing, getting those doors to come through? Um, just, I suppose, working on those relationships that you've already got um, and expanding them and doing what you can to grow, you know, from one person to three people, it's six degrees of separation, as they say. Um, But I think focusing, you know, tradies, conveyances, there's so many people that you see and speak to in business, but then there's also personal friends and cafe owners and other people that aren't necessarily in your business line of sight that yep. can have an influence on other people that choose to do business with you. So, like, I always wear my name badge. Always. Yeah. Yeah, I was a bit of an anti-name badge person, Darren. And, I uh, used to, but... Uh, I used to be an anti-person on them and I got challenged. Yeah. And I, I wore a name badge and by crikey, I picked up a name Except- Every single day without fail, someone says hi to you and uses your name and you don't know who they are. Yeah. <laughs> so let me, look at, let me dig a little bit deeper. So, you, you know, you're talking about, you know, to the three strategies you're talking about, the, the connections and picking up the phone. How else would you be building relationships? What, are, what other ways would you be doing? Things um, would you be doing? So because of where we are, um, a lot of people will be moving out of Sydney. And so I think that the conversation for me goes beyond just real estate. Yep. So, you know, it's a big thing that they're committing to. They're relocating areas. They're um, often moving their kids' schools. Um, so I think really making people feel comfortable with that whole decision and sort of unofficially partnering with, you know, cafes and pubs and 
being able to say, oh, okay, you're living here, this is your new local or this is a cool spot to, you know, a nice lookout or giving them other things to do. And it's more of than friendship, I suppose. Yeah. You know what I like it? You know what I like it? Relationship. That's cool. You know what I like in this, Darren? Uh, what I'm I'm trying to highlight here and Madeline, um, you keep emphasising that personal touch. You haven't mentioned social media once, okay? So, yes, it's social media. I'm not actually that big on social media. It's a uh, really I know, I, I passive know. natural thing that I do. Have you seen it? Have you looked at my Instagram today? Did you see what I did earlier? <laughs> no, I, I've actually gone from a two-hour Instagram oh. session that we just did, right, and I had to drive to pick my daughter up from work and I came here. So I haven't had a chance quick to... Quick segue. I drove my car off the side of a driveway at a routine inspection. Apparently it happens all the time, so I'm going to get that fixed. But my boss drove past, obviously took photos, so then I had to get in front of him and I had to put it on socials before I sent it to my whole team. Okay, wow. Yeah, so that, later. That... But again, I guess that's kind of... That's just something that's happened in my day. Like my photographer, Andrew, he says to me, oh, I could follow you around and just kind of video what you do in a day because it's kind of entertaining sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so I, I know that you're not big on that social media stuff and, um, and that, you know, it's, it's rare that we do come across people that continue to build relationships face-to-face. I'm uh, big on social media from a connection point of view, but I don't rely on it to keep it going. Like every yeah. single tenant that applies for a rental property with me gets a front request. Okay, wow. You're breaking yeah. all the property manager rules there, aren't you? If I, if I, can, if I can just jump in, you know, well done, Madeline. I think one of the things, Dennis, that you've really pushed hard is pick up the phone, talk to people, because you and I know, and we've spent a copious amount of time and training on teaching people how to grow their property management business using social media. And we, mm. we're still getting through our series at the moment, Grow, Influence, Dominate. We did the how to grow uh, a, a powerful brand um, in property management using Instagram today with the amazing Cat, Cat Sands, Sands. 14,000 followers or whatever. But I think, you know, uh, social media has its place. And, and for anyone that's interested in, Getting that, we've got, I don't know, Dennis, we've probably got 20 hours of just how to grow your rent while using social media. Just go to inspiredgrowthtraining.com and just go to the member, become a member or just have a look there. Um, We've got information on that. But I think the next level, and people just don't realize there is something more powerful than social media. And Madeline, that's what you're doing. Yep. Social media, like you said, is just one of the avenues. Yeah, she's done. She does um, does really well. You don't rely on it. It's like your friends, right? When before we all started using Facebook as a business tool, which it's it's fantastic for me for business. Don't get me wrong. But when Facebook was first Facebook, and we all connected with people, we connected with people that we already knew. We didn't mm. use it like LinkedIn as a tool to meet new people. We just I already know you. Cool. Here's your sandwich. It's the same kind of thing. It's just another level of connection and a way to stay, I think, in the forefront of people's minds. Of mind. You know, I don't post on my listings. I post some results and things around that, but it's more just, yeah, that personal connection, I think. Well done. You know, that was one of the things that Kat was um, sharing. Don't post your listings. She actually had it in capitals, <laughs> in cap locks. Don't post your listings, like, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's cool, you know. 
And again, it's it's having a, a dabble in everything. It's becoming that top of mind, um, etc. To continue to do that, you know, um, COVID. Obviously, we've come and gone, or we're in it, or we're not in it, or we're in a recession, or whatever we're in. One thing that impressed me when we caught up and had a conversation a couple of weeks ago was uh, when I was asking, okay, what numbers are you doing and stuff? And you said you're still doing the same numbers as what you're doing before, as what you are. Absolutely. And I've been doing the same numbers since I first stepped into the BDM role. And congratulations on that. You know, you kind of went, oh, well, blah, 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 blah. And I went, hang on a minute. This is actually a really big thing. You know, that you're still doing it. And it goes to show the strength that you've got in your pipelines, your referral partners, your sales agents. You're talking about those connections that you're having with um, baristas, coffee shop owners, whatever the case. You know, bars, pubs. (laughs) As long as you've got a business card. Yeah, that's important. That stuff is important. So, and, and you know, the social media, you've, you've stuck to it. You've had your top of mind and that business was still coming in as a streamline. Darren, so many people that we've been speaking with, their numbers went down. Yeah, absolutely. So their numbers went and, down. And that tells, it tells me a lot about, you know, you're doing something that really is very real, Madeline, and that connection and referral. It, it's very hard to beat that. And I think social media represents a digital version of that personal touch, but just that human-human contact, that just, that, you, can't beat it. you can't beat it. It's like a police line with a leaf sticker. You drive past it, but if your clients aren't around, then new social media is that next level of social proof. Yeah. In confidence in what I'm saying and doing, what we're saying and doing. Yeah. Um, COVID, I think it was all, for me, we were quite geographically blessed because a lot of people come out of Sydney and but um, a lot of it was attitude. I know a lot of agents that were really freaking out about it um, and I don't know how many phone calls I had from current landlord clients under management or people who were in that stage where they're about to list their property being really apprehensive and hesitant and wondering what to do and should we put it on hold and the long conversations that were had but ultimately I was able to give them that confidence to say well this is our job as agents is to respond to what the market's doing. COVID's just another influencing factor on the market we work within and we're trained and we continue to train to respond to it appropriately. So yeah, sure. Maybe we had a reduction in rent for a period of time, but that's real estate. Yeah. But your growth was continually stable. I've worked through different markets. So it was just another yeah. market shift. You stayed stable, but, you know, we're, we're going to be doing a um, podcast with Sarah um, in the coming days, and she's another person that her number's actually increased. You know, she's a um, she's done a well, great job. If everyone around her is in panic mode and she's confident and, you know, happy to keep going, then, yeah, that's what will happen. Yeah, and, and that's what you've done. You've stayed confident. You've worked in all the different markets. It's like, you know, we kind of had a panic. Darren, myself and Michael went, okay, if tenants aren't paying rent, agents aren't getting paid, we're going to be out the door too, right? So, you know. To get caught, yeah. So, well, two ways of, so, well, so we just took charge and educate. Yeah. yeah. Take charge, educate, calm, you know. So if you've done that, that's, you know, that can be really good. So, Madeline, 
you turn out to work on Monday and the bank gives you a call and they said, you know, um, we're going to close the business down so you and everyone else in your office is going to lose their job unless you can bring in seven new properties. What do you do? Seven. Oh, just bring everyone I already know, existing clients, friends, baristas. Um, I just think there's so much gold in those existing relationships that not many people spend the time digging into. So people already know you, they already trust you, they already have confidence in you. They're going to be your easiest source to pull new business from or pull referrals from. You just have to ask for it sometimes. It's, again, Darren, you're hearing the synergy here. It's picking up the phone, you know. It's not sending an email or a newsletter or, you know, whatever the case. It's this is selling at its purest, isn't it? Yeah. What yeah. was Selling at its purest. Oh. It's, it's, it's all about developing trust, isn't it? It's all about you can't do a transaction without trust. And what you're doing is the fastest way and the best way and the most effective way is to get maximum trust with people so a transaction can actually occur. Mm. And ultimately, I don't want to do business with a client that doesn't have that trust in me. Yeah, yeah. We would like to do a psychological analysis on some of the uh, potential landlords that we're dealing with. Um, have you ever had a property manager say to you, why did you sign that person up? Why did you sign that person up? Um, look, as in if I brought a new client to the business and then the property manager's having, yeah, I try to match my property managers with the clients less on a geographical yeah yeah level and more on a communicative level um i'm pretty good at adapting to different um personalities yep i find typically property managers aren't so that's something i'm mindful of when i'm matching clients up but um yes i've absolutely had people say had property managers say that to me um, but our business structure sort of allows us to, if that isn't working, we can, we can assign Shift them off. And can I, I, can I there's a acknowledge that not everyone gets along. Yeah. A, a question here I'd like to ask, matching up. So you've got a client, how do you match them up? What's some tips here about matching up to um, property? I've got, well, up? you know how you have some clients that are just very direct and I know that maybe a younger property manager might take that the wrong way and think that they're being a bit too aggressive, for example. Um, you've got, I've got a client I've been working with at the moment, which just, she just loves to chat and I love to chat and we could just talk about anything and everything. And if I gave her a property manager who was very, no, sorry, I've only got four minutes to do this, mm. it, it, it just wouldn't gel. So mm. I've got to but know that that person needs to have personal, a bit more Personality style. So yeah, you, it right. sounds like a disc profiling thing there as well. Yeah. Well done. Um, another question for you that has just come up through this conversation. So transition from BDM to property manager, handing over a client. What are some hints and tips to make sure that the transition is as smooth as possible? Because you've gained mm. the trust with these clients. Well, now you have to hand them to someone that they, they don't know. How do you, how do you manage that? Um, I think that's the most crucial part of the whole process. And ultimately, they trust they trust the um, property manager because I trust the property manager and they trust me. Yeah. So they know, you know, I don't manage any properties on an ongoing basis and neither does my other BD, but we, we don't go anywhere. So 
if they need something and they can't get through to the property manager or whatever the case may be, they can still ring us. Um, and I think there's just that level of, this is your property manager, this person is going to be looking after you, moving forward, but I'm still here. It's almost just like that little safety net of, I'm not, I'm not fully palming you off. And I still call them and I check in every, you know, three, six months or so. I'll check okay. with the first before I make that call. So, so you have that as a KPI? Because that's one of the, the things I wouldn't mind bringing up. A, a KPI. No, no, no. So so you're calling your the, the agents, the landlords that you've signed up. That's part of yep. your job as you continue to keep in touch with them. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I don't measure it. It's not a KPI from my business. Yeah, but it's something that comes natural to you, right? So that's it's, it's Madeline's KPI in calling her owners um, still twice a year. Yeah, well, it's like if I miss a listing and it goes to another agent, I'm still going to call that client yeah. every whatever so often. Why should that be any different just because they're within my own business? In fact, should that not be just as important? It's interesting you say that because no doubt another agent lost the business and guess what? They should be calling them even on your Yeah, exactly. The amount of times I speak to clients and they say, oh, you know, you're not even, or your, your business isn't even managing my property and I hear from you more often than I hear from my managing agent. Well, doesn't that tell you something? And they, I've got, I don't know, a handful, 10, 12 clients who are managed by competitor agents but call me for advice. The agent saying I should put the rent up, should I? <laughs> like, why are you calling me <laughs> ready to sign that agency agreement yet no <laughs> that's cool that's that's a that's a good thing you know so congratulations on that um you know on doing that um and i think a lot of things just naturally come to you you don't even realize um that you know you, you brought up before oh, it's not a kpi but it is for you it's in your head it's um subconsciously it's been drilled in to follow up. Oh my goodness, Darren! What is the stat of people not following up? It does oh, my head. Most in. people don't. We've got a secret shopper right now making hundreds of calls Isn't that weird? Uh, to two offices, yeah. and we can't even get them to pick up the phone. I can't work it out. People go, "Thank you for calling me back." I'm like. Yeah, you rang me and said you wanted to do business with me. I'm going to ring you back. Then I'm picking up the phone or they're simply not returning when the receptionist leaves a message, they're not returning. So it's huge numbers. Dennis, I'm just wondering if I can just jump in on another question here. So um, we generally go through when we do these PM growth podcasts, we have a set structure of questions and we've had to deviate a bit today because uh, one big, you know, Madeline brings in those 10 to 15 properties a month. Congratulations. But I knew that she has a sales team there. And when I said, well, you use the sales team, this is before we press the recording button. She, she looked at me puzzled like, what? Uh, I mean, okay. I rely on them. They trust me. They have confidence. I, 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 it was like, I don't even use the sales team. I don't rely on the sales team for business. So Darren, this is, he's looking at me puzzled and this is all referral. So let's talk about referral business and the power of referral business. So is it fair to say that, Referral businesses, of course, is from high trust, okay? And a trusted source or you've developed trust, so it's very, very warm. People like mm. you, you're really good. So under that environment, how often are you asked to discount your fees or is that not, is that not even in the formula? Is it just something that's just um, no, no big deal because you've got such high trust with everybody? I mean, look, it's a question that I've certainly had it in a market appraisal, but at the end of the day, do they want to do business with me or not? If they do, this is what they want. This 
people don't pay. They don't. I, I won't get into a fee argument most of the time because yeah. if they want a cheaper agent, I'd much rather let them go to the cheaper agent and come back to me at full fee in three to six months' time than secure them up front on a lower comp or a lower fee. It's going to be more profitable for our business long term. And property management, this is where the BD role versus sales role is so, so different. Sales, you miss a listing, it's gone, it's sold, that person doesn't own it anymore. Property management, business development, you might not get it now, but you'll get it eventually. Yeah. And following up your clients is something that you do as a regular basis. So if they don't list with you and you're doing the follow-ups and they're not hearing from their current agent, they see that value and you knew your worth at the beginning. They now learn that worth the hard work way. They'll work it out. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but I think they they read that in you when they start asking about fees. Some people will ask for a fee reduction just because they feel like they should. Um, but I think they read it in how you respond. You feel mm-hmm. like, oh, look, no, sorry. Is just what we charge and we've done we do a pre-review every year and we're aware we're slightly more expensive than some of our competitors but this is what you want this is what you need to pay and you don't sort of shake and you don't go oh sorry i don't know let me check on my boss and come back to you and i don't need to check anyone anything with anyone this is what we charge yeah so let me just make comments on that where you said that um you know you mentioned that you are higher than everyone else that you're slightly more expensive um please continually check uh, one of our secret shoppers um, reports that we did for a very, 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 very good agent. And Darren and I and Michael hold this person in high regard, knowing that they are one of the best agents going around. And they were passing on 10, potentially 10 um, managements a month, saying to the person, "If you're, you know, we are the, the dearest in the area, if you want a cheaper agent, pass it on. After we completed the report, they had soon realised they were the best service but not the most expensive. So they were passing on all of this money and it was, you know... It's only through the proper report revealed that uh, because they actually thought they were expensive but the secret shopper report to them with 10 of their competitors revealed otherwise and actually showed them a different truth and able to have a a different... You've uh, got to know what your competitors are doing. You've got to you've got to know exactly what everyone else that a client is likely to compare you to is offering. Mm-hmm. Well, you need to know I, what your points of differences are. If, yeah. if I can just do a quick plug um, for people out there, this is our PM Growth Experts uh, podcast series. We actually do have another podcast series. Um, just remember secretshopperfiles.com. That's secretshopperfiles.com. Go there, and you'll be able to and you'll be able to see we've got the secret shopper files podcast show on Spotify, Podbean and iTunes podcast as well. And that's where we call up 10 competitors in a, in a marketplace. And we just talk about the results without revealing any agency names or giving away any sensitive information like that. It's just, it's a shocker then of some of the things that we come across. Uh, Darren, I've I've been listening to uh, a lot of the phone calls of late and um, it is absolutely surprising um, how many people just say, I'll send it in an email or I'll, um, yep, yep, go to our website and have a look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, whatever it is. So it might be how many routines you do. Oh, it's on our website. I'll send you the link. 
Like once you've got them on the phone, right? Don't get them off the phone and send them to your website. We've got the, uh, the Wellington files coming up. We're about to release that this week. And, yeah. and uh, that's podcast number five. And um, we shocked at the amount of people that were on the phone that you could tell they weren't BDMs, Madeline. They were busy yeah, property managers. They were busy property managers where growth was a pain in the backside and inconvenience to them. And they were trying to get people off the phone as quick as they could and saying, just look at the website. The information you want is there and more or less saying goodbye. And we, we did get that with one or two. We found that consistently nearly across all 10 offices that we called in Wellington, New Zealand. Because they don't have BDs, right? I, reckon, I just think it's because all the property managers are too busy to, to even want new business and it's a pain. Mm. And, um, and so it, it was a, a real shock. It, I guess it showed me the importance of having a quality BDM like yourself on that front line, capturing the prospects, shepherding in and then taking them to the, to the shepherd, the property manager, to then look after their, their property. It's so important. But... And the property managers need to see new business coming to the portfolio as a good thing. Oh, yeah. good. This is another person I get to work with. This is another property yeah. I get to look after. You hope so. And then I, I get to ensure it has a great experience. They're not focused not, on new business. Nor do oh, they another thing going. Well, that's, that's right. Now, Madeline, you successfully went from property manager to BD, right? Thanks to you. Well... Let's say I was just a guide, okay? <laughs> you know, you did all the work. Um, so, it, you know, it's a different mindset. You've already just said, you know, you hit the hammer on the nail, the property manager should be excited about looking after another client. You obviously had that, right? You obviously had that attribute, and that's what's helped make you be a good BDM because you're very good at educating people. You're very good at, um, you know, um, Gaining that trust. You know, under promise, over deliver. And that was something I struggled with stepping from the PM role into the BD role because I would sort of sell what I would do as a PM, but you need to know how your team works. Yep. And yeah, if you get your clients' expectations aligned with the realities of the business and you know where your strong points are then you can give them a really good experience so you spoke about experiences of what you did and what the team does not about what i i i can do for you anymore right well i'm not the one managing their investment at the end of the day that's right I'm, so, set it up. I'm here to make sure they get the most out of it um but in terms of the big picture and what they're trying to achieve that's down to the property manager to understand the client's goals and help them get there. Yeah, you know, a credit to you. I don't think people realise that when they are a, a property manager, they are very good negotiators. Being a BDM is about negotiating, negotiating to get in front of the door, in front of the client, because you know, you said it earlier, Madeline, that when you get in front of the client, you know that your conversion rate's higher. Yeah. Okay, that's a negotiating process. You can't just say no to someone face to face, right? <laughs> It's that trust factor, right? Or do a Zoom meeting and have a Zoom um, meeting if you can't get face-to-face -face with them. You know, um, negotiating. You're negotiating with tenants to pay the rent. You're negotiating with tenants to um, apply for your property, not the rival one. You're, you're negotiating um, with 
the tenants, no, they can't have five dogs, six cars, three caravans and 16 trailers in the backyard. It's a No, that's not an urgent repair. No. Without one yeah. light switch. So, so your negotiating skills as a property manager are up there, right? And once you become a BDM, it's just that mind shift of it's not me anymore. If this is how we do it, and your negotiating continues on, it's just in a different variation. Yeah, I just think a lot of clients like they don't know what they don't know, so a lot of it's education um, as well. Yeah, well done. That's really good. I mean, we've got you know another successful um, BDM that we know. Darren, and she's also done a, um, you know, that she's been part of the PM Growth Expert Show is Shoshana. You know, um, Shoshana, um, we all know Shoshana. She's an amazing person. She's gone out on her own now. And it was just like you, Madeline, looked her in the eye and said, why are you a property manager? You should be a BDM. And, um, We're all into property management, I think. And I don't know. The BD role doesn't exist in every business. So no, it doesn't. My first, oh, well, they did by the time I left. Like when I first got into real estate, the office I worked for didn't have a baby. Okay. It did by the time I left, but it's yeah. it's not in every office. So. No, it, it still isn't, you know, and there's certain skills that a property manager, property managers are capable of being good BDMs. It's just having that mindset shift. Once that phone rings and it's a new landlord asking questions, you're not a property manager anymore. You're a salesperson for the property management department. Yeah. Yeah, yeah which is really, um, it's really good. We're just selling a, you know, service rather than a product, if you will. Yeah. So, guys, I, I think we should wrap this up. I've just got one last question for you, Madeline, unless there's something okay. you want to go through, Dennis. But um, so let's just say you're on, you're on stage at the Inspired Growth Conference. And you've only got you've only got two minutes to speak to a crowd of BDMs or people that grow the business. What's the most important thing that you would say to them? What What's the most pressing thing that you would like to impart to them? Have I spoken at one of your conferences before? I can't think. Not um, not, not not yet. Uh, um, definitely. Me. Uh, what's the most important thing I would say to a crowd of BDMs? Did I already say follow up? <laughs> Follow up. Follow up. <laughs> like, be the person that calls. And so a lot of people will ask me, like, what plan do I put clients on and how often do I call them? But there is no fixed answer to that in my mind because it's so dependent on the individual client and their circumstances. So um, based on that conversation that you have with them at that point, when should you call them again? There's no rule. There's no three months, six weeks rule. It's the outcome of that conversation, make your notes. If their property's on the market, call them more frequently. How'd you open home go? I don't know. I haven't heard from my, my agent yet. You know, or three months, how'd your first inspection go? I don't know. I haven't heard from my agent yet. Um, it's a softer approach, but I think follow up and genuinely care. Yeah, having that empathy, right? Like I actually do care if your property's vacant. Why isn't it let? Yeah, can I just generating an income? Yeah, well done. I mean that that's some sound advice to give to people. I've just gone through the process of moving. I've got empty boxes behind me. Can I just say moving is one of the hardest things you can do, and uh, we need to have empathy on an owner when they've just moved out of a home and their property is empty. They're stressed already, let alone having to worry about um, a tenant being then put into place. 
to cover that mortgage or whatever. You know, it is a stressful time for people. So empathy is a very, very good point. So I'm glad that you did bring that up. On an individual basis because everyone's different. Yeah. Everyone has different pain points and some people are stressed about getting an extra $10 a week and some people are stressed about having a vacant property for a week or whatever. Awesome. Well, yeah, some great tips, great advice, you know, follow great, up, great pick up the phone. Yep. Um, well done. You're a natural, Madeline. You sound know. really basic, I don't know. No, and, 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 and and what's easy to... for you? What, sorry, Darren, I'll just say what's easy for you, you, you find it easy, right, is, is difficult for others. It's because you're, you're a natural at, at so much. Um, it's the norm. That's your norm, right? is getting this, like your COVID, um, you know, numbers were up still because you were still doing the norm, right? All of a sudden, you people are just ringing, right? You might not feel like you're prospecting as much because you're naturally doing all of this stuff on the sites that comes normal to you that other people aren't even doing. And that's why when we're asking questions, you're kind of going, I can see you thinking that's easy. It's a no-brainer. You know, because it is, you know, and, and it does come natural to you. So well done. So, yeah, it's really good. Sorry, Darren, you're going to... No, that's fine. I just want to say, let's, we've got to finish this up. But, um, Madeline, if people want to ask you a question, reach out or whatever, what's the best way to contact you? 0455 781 And for... Overseas people, um, take, take out the zero at the front and put plus 61 for Australia. Yeah. And no, no, I'm more than crazy calls get... in the middle of the night now. So, uh... <laughs> that's okay. Um, I get lots of new BDMs ringing me asking like the tips and stuff, and it's nice, cool. What's that number? So it's plus six one and plus six one four. What is it? Double five seven eight one four double two. I'm happy to chat. I love a chat. (laughs) You got to have people texting you at three in the morning. (laughs) It'll be right. I mean, I I gave I gave Madeline a, a a quick called a few weeks ago just to say hello and I think we're on the phone for about 45 minutes that's just right right? (laughs) don't be sorry that's what uh friendship and relationships all about and that's why you know and and you do that with your owners you're going to continue to build a lot of relationships um and win more business so well done so um just also um you may want to become friends you've probably got 5,000 friends but um, your Facebook uh, profile Madeline Smith Rain and Horn it's probably not very focused there but it's Madeline Smith Rain and Horn um, and you know connect with her on Facebook as well and and Insta so you can all laugh at me from this morning at Madeline Smith Bedian okay cool all right well thank you so much Madeline Dennis you did very well thank you and um, thanks for uh, your time Madeline really impressed and Thank you for being part of the PM Growth Expert Show. Thank you for having me. Cool. And thank you for pushing me to be a BDM in the first place, Dennis. No problem. Love seeing the results. All right. Take care, everyone. Thank you.